When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Horseshoe. We're just outside the rotunda. The portico is this guy, the 40-year vet Tim May likes to say. That's Matt Parker, recruiting analyst and photography extraordinaire. We're going to do four downs, fellas. It's a different four downs. It's a second half preview four downs. We've got um, a bold prediction for the second half of the season coming on deck. We've got an offensive player to watch, maybe a breakout, and then a defensive player, a breakout, and then we will go uh, final record projection and bowl site. So everybody, once you listen to this video, you'll be able to book your plane tickets to uh, the Fiesta Bowl, the the uh, Peach Bowl in Atlanta, maybe even the Rose Bowl. Who knows if either one of these guys are going to predict a loss. I know I won't. Let's start this out though, Matt. A bold prediction for Ohio State for the second half of the season. Yours is first. I've really wrestled with this and I've, I've had some difficulty trying to make a bold prediction about <coughs> what has seemingly looked like a, a near flawless team near flawless no team is perfect the record is but no team is perfect uh and, and with that you kind of get some folks have said this week uh nitpicky mm-hmm. that's a term that has been tossed around inside woody hayes athletic center this week it's because the nittany lions are coming that's right two weeks though yeah true two I know. weeks two weeks away but nitpicky <laughs> um you and I talked about this a little bit earlier this morning um, about how I'm, I'm thinking that Tommy Eichenberg, Ohio State middle linebacker, uh, currently leads the team in tackles. My bold prediction is, is that he will not lead the team in tackles at the conclusion of 12 games in the regular season. I think that distinction is going to go to Mike Hall on the interior defensive line. He, he cannot be stopped. This is a guy who in seven plays correct on michigan state against mm-hmm. michigan state uh two and a half sacks it's just a force an absolute force wait a minute wait a minute, wait a minute though i want to get your you're predicting that he's going to lead the team in total tackles that's what i said that's why they my call defensive a, tackle it's a bold prediction for a reason Tim. just let him go bold. okay that's pretty damn bold pdb as they say hey you know, I, I'm just here to, to add a little more juice to the to these things. So. I think you're going to love my bold prediction. Go ahead, Tim. Well, is it my turn? Oh, yeah. Uh, my bold prediction. I, I've made my point. Are we doing this on the defensive side? It's just a bold prediction. Just a bold prediction a bold about, pr- the, about, about the team. About the Buckeyes. Uh, my bold prediction is that they were they will seamlessly uh, work uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba back into the back into the lineup into that wide receiver lineup which is already replete with uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. and uh, Emek Agbuka and Julian Fleming. You'll have four, I think all those guys were five stars at one point, weren't they during the recruiting or yes, pretty close to it. So it'll be, it'll put last year's lineup to shame almost the way that the riches that Ohio State will display the last six games of the year. If in fact, uh, Jack Smith and Jigba returns for the Iowa game, he will be back sooner rather than later, I do believe. But it's going to be interesting to see how he is used and how they fold the other guys in around that because everybody's going to be expecting Jack Smith and Jigba 
to lead the team in receptions but based on what he did the last half of the season last year and especially the Rose Bowl. I think the fellow who will lead the team in receptions, total receptions, will end up being Emeka Egbuka. So uh, I'm talking about through the regular season. So that your bold prediction is that Mecca Buka will lead the Buckeyes in receptions. In, in total receptions for the for the regular season. Because of course Jackson Smith and Jigma is not going to make up that many catches anyway. And uh so that that is my prediction because Marvin Harrison Jr. is clearly a guy you've got to cover. Jackson Smith and Jigba is clearly a guy you've got to cover. Emeka Buka is clearly a guy you gotta cover, but you can only cover two out of three. So see this? This is me buckling up. Yeah, my bold prediction was going to be Jackson Smith and Jigba has a thousand yards receiving in six games. Uh, I think I'm going to back off of that the more I think about it a little bit. That's a wow. lot. That's that a lot. A, that'd be a lot. Uh, I, I do expect him to. That's get... That's a lot for twelve games. <laughs> I do expect him to be, uh, you know, heavily featured. My bold prediction, and it's it's I don't even know if it's bold because it, it happened last year too. I don't think Ohio State will get snubbed from the Bolitnikoff Award inexplicably yet again uh that's my bold prediction um there are so many weapons tim we both have receiver that's, predictions yeah. which is kind of crazy but that that could definitely happen I, I i don't think the voters are going to give ohio state enough respect here there, there are other guys you know you talk about jordan addison uh you know talk about other guys around the country everybody wants to talk about those guys down in texas um you know the, the kid at tennessee who's having a good year um yeah it's going to be hard for them to pick an ohio state receiver settle on one and, and vote for him so i think ohio state all those guys will share votes and then you won't have a finalist it'll be a crime because last year all three of those guys deserve recognition yep you know it probably could have just been a finalist list of jackson garrett and chris now you could have you know make a case for marvin you could make a case for Emeka Buka. you could make a case for jackson smith and jigby even though he hasn't played it down i mean julian fleming's got five touchdowns in four games you can make a case that, that he's one of the best receivers in the country they'll all get snubbed because because that's the sport that that we're you know, covering right now, and that's yeah. just the way things are. Um, okay. Offensive yeah. breakout player Matthew. Uh, Can I call you Matthew? Uh, sure. All right. If that'll make you feel better. Right. Um, okay, Maddie. That works too. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Offensive player, breakout player. Is is it a breakout player if <coughs> they haven't missed a beat? If they haven't, you know, missed a start, or you know, they've just been really productive, but they've done their work quietly. Yeah, yeah it's breakout. Yeah, yeah, you want a name. I'm it was say, like Brian Williams the other day. He had that great game. All of a sudden, he went 70. There you go. I'm going to say Luke Whipler. This is a guy for Ohio State uh, at center that has been so consistent yeah. all season long for Ohio State. This is an offensive line that has really taken to all of the expressions that we learned Justin Fry, offensive line coach, uh, has for, for his offensive line. Salt and sugar, baby. That's right. Um, this is a guy who is making the calls at the line of scrimmage. Sometimes those get overridden by quarterback C.J. Stroud, as we've learned kind of throughout this year. Um, but this is a guy, new terminology, not a new offensive system, maybe seeing new schemes or maybe new ways of, of how to block things that they've already known how to do. But he's been so consistent on the field, off the field, a bonafide leader for this offensive line unit. He has to be a leader being the center. And this is a guy that going into you know the next the next six games for Ohio State um, is gonna have to somehow step it up the performance that he has had uh, for Ohio State in that interior offensive line so I'm gonna so, go with Luke Whipwood dude I think he can win the Remington I mean I really do I don't see a center playing better than him 
nationally right now. I, I watch that part of the ball a lot. I mean, and this weekend, man, with Ohio State off, there are some great games that are going to be on television, and I'll be sitting there and my wife will be mad. But uh, that's another story for another day. Don't write uh, about it on LettermanRail.com. Yeah. Please don't. <laughs> and bold prediction, this 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 one can be a, a breakout player on either side of the ball, right? No, we're going to do defense after we do okay. offense. Him, so All right, I, well, I, offensively, uh, I think you're going to continue to see Dallin Hayden's role uh, increase uh, because, uh, you know, Mayan Williams has had some problems with some nagging th stuff, and it finally cost him a, a the road trip, first road trip to uh, Michigan State right after we all gushed on him. Matter of fact, everybody saved their best stories about him for the latter part of that week, and then he didn't make the trip well, after that breakout performance he had the week before. Uh, uh, I just, you know, in Trevion, as we saw, Travion uh, sometimes is just one hit from like having to take take the bench, have them having them take his helmet away, and that happened again on Saturday at Michigan State for a while. He said he could have gone back in because basically got hit. Uh, and, and, you know, he's probably still walking around deep deep tissue massage, whatever, trying to get that fixed. Uh, it's good the off week came at a good time for him, but Dallin Hayden has shown that he can carry the mail and. Uh, I think the more carries he gets, the more he's going to uh, come up, burst even more onto the scene. So I see Dallin Hayden perhaps being a breakout guy as this season uh, winds down. Did you just come up with the nickname Dallin Hayden the Mailman? You said he can carry the mail? No, I, that, that's that's a term that's been used as long as I've been around sports writing. Uh, that's a long time. Yes, it is. So it's also been... I haven't used it recently, though. I just figured I'd throw it in there. <laughs> it's also been a long time, Tim, since Ohio State used the tight end the way they're using this year. Uh, Cade Stover, I think, doesn't qualify for this anymore because he's not really a breakout because he's already broken, broken out. Broken out, yeah. And so I'm going to go with G. Scott, uh, first tight end of his career. Uh, really cool moment for him. Uh, first you know, touchdown, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. First touchdown of his career. Uh, you know, I, a really cool moment for him because of the things he went through this offseason. Yes. Um, not only the work that he had to put in to get where he is now, uh, at tight end and to be a, a weapon in that in the passing game and in the blocking game um, but losing his mom and, and some of the, the family stuff that he's dealt with off the field yeah a really cool moment cool moment to see him catch a touchdown I think that role is going to continue to increase and the savvy he showed in the back of the end zone to just keep working yeah. working that play and CJ saw him man <clears throat> it uh, sorry but all of a sudden I started thinking about CJ Stroud <laughs> and the way he sees no, things we're not it's, gonna go there <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy how good this guy is, and I hope people are enjoying this season. To stay on that note about G. Scott, the, the reaction <laughs> that his teammates had down on the field. Yeah. I mean, I was I was surprised they didn't get a sideline warning with how many guys stepped out onto the field to, to celebrate their teammate. It was a pretty cool moment to see. Yeah, yeah, so I think his role is going to continue to increase. I think he's going to have a more pronounced role in the blocking game because he's shown that he's capable of doing that alongside uh, you know, Cade Stover and Mitch Rossi. And I, I, I do believe that that's going to lead to some passing targets. I think he could catch a pretty critical touchdown at some point in the second half. So I'm going to go with G. Scott as my offensive breakout player because I think he's taken a big step forward, not only on the field, but off the field as well. Matt, defensive breakout player. I'm going to go with who I believe is the youngest guy on the team in Sonny Styles. Wow. This is a guy that continues to find ways not not just find ways but he, he continues to earn ways into games before these games get out of hand we really saw it kind of take off against wisconsin he was in in that third quarter pretty early uh played with you know a few of the starters there this is a guy that ohio state coach ryan day has said 
he's supposed to be in high school. And the things that he does on the practice field, they, they translate on Saturdays in the fall. They're doing that um, in the scarlet and gray, and not in the, the purple and white that he used to wear at Pickerington, uh, Pickerington Central, right? So, I believe so. Um, they, they're, yeah, sure. One and the same. Um, oh, the folks at Pickerington, Matt said that, not me. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I think this is a guy that Ohio State is. I don't envy this defensive staff of trying to find ways to get all of these really talented players involved in the, on Saturdays, but I think this is a guy that defensive coordinator Jim Knowles and um, you know his defensive staff really want to get out onto the field more often. So I'll go with Sonny Styles. I'll trump that with Lathan Ransom. Lathan Ransom's already broken out a little bit, but I think it appears to me that you know every time you every time you say this about a guy who suddenly starts a game, suddenly the next week he hardly plays at all, and that's what been the case at safety a few times this year. You know, like Josh Proctor, I thought it sort of cemented that spot. Lathan Ransom just keeps playing and keeps showing out in practice. And boy, that's where you really impressed Jim Knowles and Perry Aliano. So I'm going to go with Lathan Ransom becoming a mainstay on that, in the backside of that secondary, uh, right there next to Ronnie Hickman is a guy to watch every week. Uh, and watch, I'll, I'll be totally wrong. They will, there will be something about Iowa or something about Penn State where it better suits maybe Josh Proctor. Uh, we'll see where it goes, but these coaches really like Lathan Ransom a guy who on January 1 was laying with a with a compound fracture uh, of his lower leg in the Rose Bowl, come back to play the way he has the first uh, six games of this year to show that he has not just the physical ability, but the mental toughness to come back after something like that and to play the way he has. I think his best days are ahead of him. Uh, Lathan Ransom is my guy to really step out maybe even more than he has so far. Tim, I got a question for you. Do we expect Jordan Hancock back? No, like Jordan the, Hancock's, uh, the way I understand his uh, hamstring injury was basically more severe than uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, so you can't put a clock on that one. Uh, they would like to have him back, obviously, because he was at least the third best corner in uh, in, uh, in 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 the spring and in, in, the, in the buildup to preseason camp before he got hurt. But uh, there's no there's no real definitive time on when he will return but you're not saying that he is going to be out for the year and that no, means uh, and that means if he's on the field at some point this year he will break out ohio state needs help at cornerback it's not that denzel burke and cameron brown are playing poorly when those guys uh, need a need a breather jk johnson goes on the field if both those guys need a breather it, it's a little risky to put jire brown out there even though i thought he played well in that in that first start against wisconsin that being said if Jordan Hancock is as talented as everyone has told us he is, and we're not being bamboozled, hoodwinked, lied to, run amok, and led astray, then I believe that at some point he will be on the field in the second half of this season, and he will have a major impact on the defense. Wait, a minute, there's a there's a big difference between lied to and bamboozled, isn't there, Matt? I mean, <clears throat> I just ran through all of the things I could think of, but misled, I, yeah, misled. I, I like that. I think. Jordan Hancock is one of the best corners on this team. Yeah, I'm with you. There was a reason he was a top <laughs> I think 50. we got that message. There was a reason he was a top 50 prospect. There was a reason he was gaining so much attention at the early parts of training God, camp. He's a great guy to talk to, yeah. too. Agreed? He's, he's a really good kid to talk to. 
but on the field, I think he can have a major impact on this defense. And that's why he will make a play that, sa- that makes you say, wow, this guy's breaking out at some point during the second half of this championship run for Ohio State. Let me, one little quick interjection. You know what's also interesting about this defensive secondary and the cornerbacks especially? They haven't really played a team with what I'd call just two studs at wide receiver, right? No. I'm not sure when that'll happen. That might happen against Michigan. It might happen against Penn State. Definitely it's going to happen against Iowa. It's going to happen. To, I'll tell you what. It might happen at Maryland. It's going to happen Maryland, at Maryland. Maryland's got some playmakers. That That's when you're really going to get a sense of teams coming after these cornerbacks. Uh, when you can, when you have two guys that they can attack on either side of the ball. I mean, so getting Jordan Hancock back would be a major bonus for this uh, defense. All right, Matt, it's the time. I'm going to put the pressure on you first. The time. T-H-E, capital letters. Did you clear that? The times, as we say. Trademark infringement. We're going to go. Hey, wait a minute. Let's make that our deal from now on. The fourth thing is the whatever it is. No, not happening. A record projection. Okay. Bowl assignment. Okay. If you want to throw in who they're going to play in the Big Ten title game, go ahead. If yeah. they're going to if they're going to make it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you've got some predictions to make here. Final record. Are they in the Big Ten championship game? Who they're playing against and what the bowl is after that. The two playoff games <laughs> to remind the folks at home. The two playoff games are the Peach Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl. If they don't make it there, I would assume they go to the Rose Bowl or the Cotton Bowl. Okay, so let's see. Some basic math here, right? Yeah. 12 regular season games. Yes. Big Ten Championship is 13 games. Not the record after the playoff. I, I say the record at, at the, the big, end, of, end of the Big Ten Championship game. So through Big Ten Championship game. Yes. 13 and 0. 13-0. Simple as it gets. 13-0. I mean, Ohio State is going to have some, some tests with their back half schedule, seeing as how only – Three of those games are going to be being there. Yep. If I've done my math correctly, um, they're going to be on the road at Penn State, at Northwestern, and those Oof. are back, back to back, back to back weeks. Yep. It's not the uh, you say oof, and I'm not talking yeah. about the challenge that would be Northwestern, but I'm talking about the challenge that is preparing for the first time this season consecutive road games. It yeah. totally changes the schedule, changes the ebbs and flows, and things. Um, and then at Maryland. At Maryland, exactly. So you're going to see, I, I think, I genuinely think the, the competition is also better in this back half of the schedule with a test against Penn State on the road, Michigan coming to Ohio Stadium that last weekend of November. And yet Ohio State makes out of that 6 0 to cap off the regular season 12 0. I'll say in the Big Ten Championship, take your pick of the litter in the Big Ten West at this point. But uh, let's just say for kicks and giggles, because you say this is a fun show, right? Yeah. We're supposed to have fun here. Yeah. You're going to pick Nebraska? No, I'm going to pick Illinois, but I got you. Wow. I'll say the old the old Illibuck will be fought for in Indianapolis. Chase Brown, Brett Bielema, good defense. Ryan Walters, a defense coordinator. That's a good pick, man. And, and Ohio so they, State will have fun. Like and, we have fun on and, this and, show. And, and so they go to a college go, football playoff semi? Yes. Uh, yeah. I like nachos, so I'm going to say that Ohio State's going to the Fiesta Bowl. And they'll play, a lot of people say they'll play Georgia. I, I, I kind of want to see them play Alabama in a semifinal, just because I think that'd be interesting. College football playoff voters won't let that happen, so it'll be Georgia. 
I think uh, I'm going to make it short and sweet. Uh, Ohio State is the best team in the Big Ten. I don't, in my opinion, there's no doubt about it. They might get a test from from Michigan. They might get a test from Penn State. They might get a test from Maryland. Ohio State will finish 12-0 in the regular season. Will beat probably Purdue in the Big Ten championship game, Purdue. and will go to the uh, Peach Bowl because they've tried to go to the Peach. They've, they've wanted to go to the Peach Bowl a few times. I think there's a great chance Ohio State is the number one is the number one seed in the college football playoff when it's all said and done. Uh, it'll be tough if Alabama gets through like this weekend against Tennessee and the rest of its schedule and plays Georgia, the winner of that game, you know, probably has a great shot at being the number one seed, but I think Ohio State does too if it runs the table. Yeah. So I would think it would be Ohio State versus Clemson, maybe, in the uh, college football playoff semifinal uh, at, uh, at the Peach Bowl and then move on from there. It's not a bad not a bad thing to say, Tim. All of those make sense. I'm gonna go Ohio State. Thank you. 12-0, 13-0 after the Big Ten Championship game. Um, who are they gonna play? Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm not even prepared for my own show, folks. This is, this is as tough no, as I- No, here's the problem, is the conundrum that is the Big Ten West. It's a gauntlet. Uh, I think I agree with you, Tim, though. Purdue's already got a win without Aiden O'Connell this year, the yes. quarterback. Charlie Jones is a good receiver. They, they've got a, a, a relatively okay defense. The way they won at Maryland last week, yeah. I mean, you go they, off up the edge. That, team, that was a dangerous game, and they escaped. That team finds ways to win, Tim. And so yeah. I'm going to have Ohio State and the choo-choo trains heading to Indianapolis to play against yeah. each other. Yeah. Ohio State 13-0. Here's the problem, Tim. I understand, and I, I trust your reporting, that Ohio State has wanted to go to Atlanta. And the reason Not, that yeah, I that's insight more than report. Yeah, the reason that I hesitate with that is the loser of the SEC championship game, if that team is undefeated, is go heading into that game is going to the college football playoff. The ACC so? champion Clemson is going to the college football playoff. Ohio State will not play a game seventy miles from Athens, Georgia, if they played number four seed Georgia, if they have the pick of it. Why, why does that matter? Not. Why does that matter? Do you know how many? You know what I mean? I mean, wh why would that matter in <laughs> the in the Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium? Why would that matter? Because they won't give Georgia a home game. That just won't happen. And they won't give Clemson one either. And so I think they're going to the Fiesta Bowl to play Clemson. No, no, no. To play Alabama, who loses a game but beats Georgia in the uh, SEC Championship game. So I don't know how that's going to happen. I think they're going to play Alabama uh, in, in the Fiesta Bowl. Here's the thing though, Letterman Row will be there, wherever it is, the Fiesta Bowl, the Peach Bowl, the Big Ten Championship game, the, the home game here in the Horseshoe against Michigan at Maryland, the whole schedule. Uh, we've got six regular season games, two playoff games potentially, uh, and a Big Ten Championship game. By my math, Tim, that is six, seven, eight, nine more games. We've got a long way to go. We're not even halfway there yet. By the way, but, uh, Buckeye Nation turns up no matter where Ohio State plays in a game like that. I, I, this idea that they can't play in the Peach Bowl because of Georgia, the proximity of Georgia, the proximity of Alabama, or the proximity of Clemson. Uh, I don't think I don't think that will come in. The, uh, uh, they've wanted to play in the Peach Bowl for a while. And number two, it makes it easier for Ohio State fans to travel. And there's a, there's a boatload of Ohio State fans across the nation and around the world. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not bone picking, but I mean, it's not as big a deal as some people are making it out to be, is my point. I think they're I, they're stretching that that Big Ten footprint. 
yeah. going to Arizona. Yeah, that Big Ten footprint. Yeah. But they've been there a million times. Well, I'm going to close. Million point one. I'm going to close the show out now. This was a lot of fun, guys, to try to, you know, preview the second half of the season. Like I said, if if everything goes according to Ohio State's plan, they've got nine more games to play. Letterman Row will be there at all of them. Uh, but that's the 40-year bet to May. That's Matt Parker, recruiting ace, photography extraordinaire. I am simply Spencer Holbrook. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Let's have a great rest of the fall, guys. This is going to be a blast to 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 be with you guys for. Uh, hopefully, you guys follow us along the way. We'll have full coverage of it at LettermanRow.com. We'll see you there.